In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset on this fabulous, sunny Chicago day. At least it's sunny and beautiful here in Chicagoland. I hope it is by you as well. We had the most gorgeous weekend. And I just have to mention that I, I love to garden. And I have, if you've listened to the show uh, for a while now, you know that I have my two beautiful koi ponds, which are just uh, so peaceful and wonderful, but a lot of work. And this weekend, I'll tell you, it was a true test of friendship. Two of my friends came over, shout out to Susan and Cheryl, and spent the day with me actually doing some tough physical labor in that backyard of mine, and it just looks breathtaking. So that's how I started my day today, just with a nice meditative walk through the gardens and just appreciating friendship and uh, all that all that I have in my little world, corner of the world here. And so it's just been a fabulous day from moment one, and I'm hoping the same for you. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're all here today because we have a fabulous discussion and a fabulous guest. And, you know, you may be an entrepreneur if you're here listening to this show, because I speak to entrepreneurs quite a bit. And uh, if you are an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or a corporate executive, you can probably relate to that pressure and that stress of wondering how you're going to get it all done. You know, we all go through it, don't we? Now, the meetings and the decisions and the employees and the nearly impossible tasks of expansion and innovation and profitability and budget. And and don't forget balancing that, that work and family thing that you got going too. How do we get it all done? Well, our guest today says that it's not about doing more, but being more. She does not suggest that you work harder, faster, or ignore the pressure, but quite the opposite. Dr. Ginny Whitelaw is both a leadership expert and Roshi, a Zen master. And as the co-founder of Focus Leadership, she's taught and coached in countless programs to global 1,000 leaders for years. So she is quite the authority. And she's also an author. Talk about doing it all. My goodness. She's an author of The Zen Leader. 10 Ways to Go from Barely Managing to Leading Fearlessly. Don't you just love the sound of that? It's so expansive. Now, Dr. Whitelaw's book is about using the pressure you're under as a leader to propel what she calls flips in consciousness that create transformational leaders 
those leaders who create the future with joy and enthusiasm rather than drive themselves and their people to exhaustion. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Whitelaw here on the Million Dollar Mindset. And so I'm glad that you're all here joining us because it's going to be a really, really interesting show. Dr. Whitelaw, welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset. Thank you so much, Marla. It's such a pleasure to have you here. And I have to ask, my, my very first question is, what is a Roshi? And am I saying that right? <laughs> you are saying it right. Um, it's, a, it's a Zen master, as you had said, uh, a, a, a teacher of Zen. Um, and it's a way that Zen has carried on through the generations. And, and as um, um, one is recognized by one's own teacher that, that's how you become a Roshi, is what's called a transmission from your own teacher. So that is how Zen has stayed alive through many generations and many cultures. And so let's, that's just amazing. Let's go even a step deeper because oftentimes when I say the word Zen to people, it really, to people who, who aren't necessarily um, familiar with a Zen-like lifestyle, you know, they just conjure up an image of someone sitting and meditating for 24 hours a day. Educate us a little bit more on on what the word really means and what the title really means. Well, it's a great question, and it's so prone, as you said, to misunderstanding because any word we put to Zen isn't going to cut it because Zen is really um, a free-flowing being in the moment. And how to develop the condition where no matter what happens, we can accord it, we can work with it, we can add our best value to it. Uh, It sounds so simple to put it that way but it and it is simple but it's not easy it's not easy because we ourselves get in our own way mm-hmm. and that's where Zen training comes in which is centered as you said on meditation but there's a lot of ways to train ourselves and uh historically um you know the, uh this line of of Zen has been closely aligned with a sort of warrior spirit of people who really put themselves out there and try to uh, to make great things happen, not unlike the entrepreneurs who listen to this program. And the, the business people are, in a sense, some of the warriors of today. We're, we're under enormous pressure and have to make, you know, point-by-point, moment-by-moment decisions. What gives us wisdom in those moments? What gives us centeredness and insight in those moments? Just running around like chickens with their head cut off isn't going to cut it. A deeper condition is possible, and that's what we cultivate through Zen training and then have a chance to apply and express in, in the, our various walks of life, especially in the walks of life of leaders. Uh, that it, it's how we create a better world, how we create better businesses. It sounds so inviting and and hopeful, so I'm very excited about learning more about your book. But but first, Janine, tell us a little bit about you. What what took you down along this path of being a Zen master and uh, and really working toward this this centered place of being that you have seemed to have achieved? You know, well, it's a funny way that we find our life, isn't it? It, I started out, you know, as a kid, I was always sick. You know, I had asthma, I couldn't breathe, you know, I was like always sick. And 
And then when I went to college, I started working out every day just to get healthier. And started. And I had night classes on campus, and I was kind of nervous about walking across campus at dark because there had been some attacks on women on the campus. And I thought, hmm, there's this martial art program being offered on the weekend. I think I'll try that and learn some self-defense. And then one thing led to another. I, I got very interested in martial arts, and then by graduate school had met a world-class Aikido teacher, Fumio Toyota, who basically said to me, if you want to be great at this, you have to start training in Zen. And truthfully, I think that's advice to every leader. If you want to be at the peak of your game, you have to start training in Zen. I trusted my teacher. I didn't know exactly what I was getting into, <laughs> but I started meditating, and I really see the wisdom of what he was saying um, because it really helps anchor you and and create a condition of calm under pressure, but also hones your sensitivity, your breathing and posture. And as you can tell from my background, I couldn't take breath for for granted. I really needed to learn how to breathe right, and it sounds so simple. But when you breathe right, you get energy for the long run. And that is what you need for these difficult lives that we lead. You need energy for the long run. You do. And, and it is, you know, you keep saying it sounds so simple and, and it is. And yet I love it's it's not easy. And, you know, we come into this world with this innate ability to, of course, breathe right and express ourselves and um, experience unconditional love and, and all of these things. And and in a way, they're they're taken away from us. Right. As as we age very quickly, rather. And so it sounds almost like what we're trying to do here is just to go back to that innate ability that, that we were brought into this world with. It, it, that's, that's well put, Marla. In some ways, we're coming home to yeah. a, a, a simple yeah. self. It's really a kind of coming home. Mm. Um, and yet we're coming home having passed through lots of stages of growing right. up. You know, we're not infants anymore. We've had to right. live life some. and and be wounded by it and learn from it and try to do things and succeed and fail and all of that. So it's not the same us coming back, right? We're, mm-hmm. But to get back to the uh, the simple clarity of, of being able to do everything with the kind of absorptive pleasure that we played in the sandbox with. I mean, that's one way to yeah. think about it. Yeah. Um, the uh, it, that, that, that being uh, able to completely give ourselves over to what we're doing and wholeheartedly be a part of it without a lot of fears, without a lot of, you know, inner conflict and, and uh, strife and toil inside. Mm-hmm. That simple clarity is one of the things brought out in the Zen training. But Zen was not the only thing that I that I did. Then martial arts was not the only thing I did. This was all alongside a career that ended up starting in science and a, a childhood dream to be an astronaut and wanting to go into space. And that it did take me to NASA, where I uh, became a project manager and ultimately the deputy manager for integrating the space station program. So I had a lot of leadership experiences along the way that taught me that. The quality of the leader has so much to do with the quality of what happens around that leader and the products and and efforts that are orchestrated by that leader. And I really wanted to put that leadership understanding together with the physical training that I had now been doing for some number of years through Zen and martial arts. 
um, it was very clear to me that that physical training could help leaders enormously. And so in the last about 15 to 20 years, that has really been my work, to put these two streams together. Amazing work, amazing combination of, of wisdom and skills and education of all, all different types. It's incredible. So, Ginny, we're going into break as we do that. Why don't you tell our audience where they can learn more about you online? Well, thank you. To learn more about me at, at Focus Leadership, focusleadership.com, and about the book, The Zen Leader, thezenleader.com will tell you anything you need to know, and you can also download some exercises to help you dig even deeper into the book. Mm, well, this is one book that I'm definitely going to uh, find myself uh, uh, picking up, most certainly. And we'll be back here on The Million Dollar Mindset in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on Togginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, fairytalewishesinc.com. And for Deanna, thenextbigzing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on toginet.com. Whether you're four and a half or 100, you can retrain your brain. Learning Rx, the radio show, is on toginet.com. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time with Martin Kruger. Learning Rx programs are quick, they're efficient, they're life changing, and they're permanent. Unlike tutoring, cognitive skills training or brain training targets the root issue causing learning struggles. Time and money spent on chronic tutoring is a clear signal of cognitive skill deficiency. That's where Learning Rx comes in. Call today, 903 617 6899. 903 617 6899. Then join us for the show here every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And take advantage of the power it holds to improve your life. There are so many brain training issues that Learning Rx can help you with. It's not a product, it's an experience. So join us for Learning Rx, the radio show with Martin Kruger. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. Well, and it's my belief that any small business owner who is striving to be a Zen leader has to feel 
authentic in their marketing as well. And so that's what my article is about over on Inc. Magazine, Inc.com today. Simple tricks to update your marketing so that you're no longer forced to use the, the uh, manipulating marketing, ma- manipulative marketing strategies that uh, we were once taught are the most effective strategies. So please check that out, Inc. Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and give it a little love over there will you and uh, enjoy that story let me know how you feel about it and i am so thrilled to welcome back dr jenny whitelaw here with me today author of the zen leader 10 ways to go from barely managing to leading fearlessly i just love that title it's so empowering Jenny, so I'm curious, you know, you have such an incredible um, background and um, you have these these 10 what you call flips of consciousness. And I'm curious how you identified them. What was the process for you to identify these these 10 flips? Well, you may laugh at this answer, Marla, <laughs> but I have to say it was truly a, 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 an inspiration because I was. This book has been rolling around in my mind for years. I, I had read something some years ago that completely hit me about how we have everything backwards. Mm-hmm. We have a backwards way of even looking at who we are, and a lot of our problems, all of our problems flow from backwards thinking. But to say it like that, you and your listeners probably don't really know what I'm talking about. And so I was thinking, how to show this to people? How do I show people what you know, how to turn things around, how to flip their way, invert their way of of looking at themselves. Um, the The problem we have is that we get a sense that we are no bigger than ourself and our skin, that our ego is our whole sense of identity. Um, whereas it's, it is such, it, it's part of who we are, but it's mm-hmm. such a small part of the picture. And how to show this to people. So I was meditating one day, and suddenly I knew, boom, it's time to write this book. And I got up from my desk and wrote, and got up from the cushion and went over to my desk and wrote out the 10 chapter titles. And this had never happened for me before, to oh just have my. boom, 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 boom. Uh, but I hadn't changed it from there. It, it was not only the right flips, but it was the right order, because each flip kind of builds up one's condition for the next one. Mm, that is such a lovely story, and and I can so relate. I swear, sometimes I walk into the woods, you know, with the, the what I think is the most pressing question of, for the universe, and I walk out with the answers, and you're like, where did this come from? It's so fabulous. So that is really good to hear. That is so good to hear. So, do you mind if we if we pluck a few out and and go through these flips and how you say we can transition? Um, from barely managing to to leading fearlessly. Yes, <laughs> where, absolutely. Where, oh, good. Where should we start? Well, we can start at the beginning, which is the condition many people find themselves in uh, today. Many people, maybe even listening to this program, that condition what we might call barely managing, or we start oh. with the first flip of moving from kind of a coping mode to transforming, how to go from coping to transforming. You know, your, your, um, your tagline around how attitude is everything has a lot to do with this first flip because 
all of us, just being human beings, can fall into a kind of coping mode where we're defensive and we're blaming and we feel like victims and we're gossiping and we're we're tolerating a situation or we have all these feelings of not accepting what's going on and we have all kinds of reasons why we're right and it's wrong. Mm-hmm. That mindset may get us through a storm of, of pressure, but it it isn't really leadership. It isn't really a way to transform things. It's just a way to put up with something that we that's going on that we don't really like. It and over time it tends to get us more hunkered down and defensive. We can flip that around and rather than take that kind of outside in posture to the world of how much of this can I put up with, turn it around accept what's going on, and from inside out, give the best energy to the situation that we can. That's the basic idea. Wow, wow. And so for many people listening, they would say that would be nothing short of a miracle. So can you give us a few tips on on how to actually do this? Absolutely, because each of these flips is not just good advice. It's a felt shift in the body. It's a felt shift from inside out. And in that shift, um, for, for it to go from coping to transforming, what we're really doing is being able to center ourselves, you know, relax, breathe, mm-hmm. enter the situation with a, with a kind of acceptance that sort of says it is what it is. And be able from entering that situation, look at how can I accept it, start from that place, and add my best value. So you first center, enter, and then add your value. And the, and the book will lay out some very specific exercises for how you can use your breath to center, how you can move into a situation, what entering looks like, and then how you can add your value, giving some very practical chance to apply it in flipping a challenge to an opportunity. Whether it's a problem or is it an opportunity, how we can actually feel into and, and work with something. I like that. I, I, I have learned that um, I had the privilege of working for General Electric for a number of years, and that is something they, they taught us as managers is that you want to find every opportunity and every challenge, and it really does flip things for you. And then to combine that with the, the breathing and the meditative approach is fabulous. Okay. You know, Marla, if you think about it, when we look at something as a problem or if we, if we are in a kind of a defensive state, there's always tension around that. There's always something inside us that's a little knotted up or a, stiff, a stiffness or a holding or something. And part of the beauty of working with the body physically is that when you become aware of those tight and stuck spots, you can release them. And being able to release that inner tension allows us to pour our energy more fully into the world rather than locking it up inside where it just causes problems. Mm-hmm. So, Janine, when, when you're working with someone who is not simply tense because they're having a difficult day, but they're having a difficult life and, and the job is just a part of that, is it as simple as sitting down and beginning with the breathing? It starts with breath, absolutely. Breath and posture, we say, uh, because we need some posture to support the breath, just like a good musical instrument, you know, needs to be shaped the right way. It starts that way. 
And it's, and it's a, a continued journey of being able to feel into the stuck points and release them. Um, it is vastly accelerated through things like meditation or even things like deep body therapies, deep body work that help get that tension out of the body. But, you know, my, my, one of my Zen teachers used to say, and it was such a brilliant comment, if you look at the body of a baby, you know, we were talking about young kids earlier, it's soft and pliable. If you look at the body of a corpse, it's stiff and rigid. You and I are somewhere in between, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> right. So it's not just a difficult day, but life itself and how we take it puts tension into the body. And we, most of it passes beneath our conscious attention. We just notice that when it's acute, you know, when it starts to show up in, in really problematic symptoms, you know, a stiff back, I can't get out of bed or something like that. But well before that point, we're getting um, tension in the body that is ma- are making us tight, tight, tight. And as we get tight in the body, we get tight in our opinions, too. We get tight about what we're right about, tight about what we believe. It's not, it's not just, mm-hmm. um, just in the body, it's in our whole mind-body system. As we get awareness of that, we get the ability to free it up. And, and that is the part of that first flip from coping to transforming. Mm. That sounds like it could be a whole book in and of itself. <laughs> wow. Okay, so what's another one? Well, the, uh, what, what further supports that is, is um, being able to move from tension to extension. And here I draw on some of my Aikido experience. I taught Aikido for many years, a, a beautiful martial art that really is about how you read and lead energy in order to make things happen. I mean, it's a self-defense form to be sure, but it goes well beyond that and becomes excellent leadership training because you're always learning how, you know, where people are going and then how you can lead and move with that energy. It teaches you how to use your own energy in ways that adding value or extending yourself into a situation you can is actually a felt experience and i like to take people through an exercise that i describe in the book where they can feel what it's like to clench i mean even listening to this uh broadcast now if people uh were to clench up their fists or clench up in their body you feel how tight and small we become versus if you feel a line of energy extending along the backs of your arms and out through the back of your hand a line of energy that extends in a kind of bigness and boundlessness there's a very different felt sense in that and it's helping people make that flip from the front flexor side that gets so hunkered down and defensive to the back extensor side of the body, which opens up into possibility. Mm-hmm. It is. It does. It does open you up, and it lifts you up. I noticed as yeah. you were as you were speaking, my posture improved, and I found yeah. myself automatically just just lifting, which is pretty cool. And, and we think those things are so unimportant, and yet they are the foundation for our yeah. posture to the world. They're the foundation for executive presence, the foundation for how we show up in a business meeting or, or with a VC person that we want to get money from, you know. Do we right. come in all defensive and tense, or are right. we coming in in a way that they feel better? 
Yeah, most definitely. Ginny, we're going into another break, and, and this is just fascinating stuff here. And the name of Dr. Whitelaw's book is The Zen Leader, 10 Ways to Go from Barely Managing to Leading Fearlessly. So make sure and uh, check that out. It's certainly worthwhile. And we'll be back with Dr. Ginny Whitelaw in just a couple of minutes. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt. And learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tugginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tugginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tokenet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Thank you so much for being here with us today, everyone. And I'd love to invite you all to my Emotional Freedom Techniques show tomorrow. It's called Million Dollar Mindset Tapping. And you'll find that over on EFT emotional freedom techniques eftradioonline.com and I have a fabulous guest there tomorrow as well Jennifer Yavricio is going to join us and she is the founder of No Souls Language and Souls Language teaches you how to access your own intuitive guidance to transform and expand your life by understanding what your soul is uh, has been brought here to to achieve and the and 
the learning and the sharing and the growth that can uh, can be a result of, of understanding your, your soul language is pretty phenomenal. I've had a session with Jennifer, and, and it was really, really transformational and, and fun and interesting. So do join me tomorrow at 12 o'clock Eastern Time at... EFT Radio Online. And today here on The Million Dollar Mindset, we have with us Dr. Ginny Whitelaw, who is the author of The Zen Leader, 10 Ways to Go from Barely Managing to Leading Fearlessly. And we're going over some of the uh, 10 flips that you described, Ginny, in your book. And uh, I'm excited to learn more. So what's next? What's next? What's next? You know, well, we've gone over two of the basics that really are the foundation for leaders of of how to lead from inside out, how to lead with a sense of extension. The The next thing that leaders confront as they really delve into their businesses, into the world, it's really a a world of paradox. And that's where the third flip comes in, in flipping from the way we might think as kids, which is this or that, you know, uh, where we think there's just one right answer to a question. What's five plus seven? You know, as soon as we get to 12, we, we feel we're done. That's the right answer, full stop. But most leadership questions and most questions in adult life are more complicated than that. There are not just one right, there's not just one right answer. There's often right versus right. I mean, take work-life balance like you were talking about earlier. Which one's right? We want some of both. You know, we want, it's, it's not work is good, life is bad, life is good, work is bad. It's how do I get a balance and know when to shift so that I get the best from, from both aspects. And that way of looking is crucial to people in the, in the business world. It's crucial to leadership. There is never just one right point of view. And helping leaders get from a place where they might, in a, more, in a less mature mindset, say, my way or the highway, or I'm right, and if you don't agree with me, you know what that makes you. <laughs> to uh-huh. be able, right, to say, you know, I'm right. And there might be another right point of view that we need to look at. Are we trying to get better cost, better quality? Are we trying to look short-term or long-term? Is it better to be strategic or operational? Yes, yes. And, and how do you know as a leader when to shift? Now, for practical reasons, this is a crucial flip to get from or to and thinking. But there's a much deeper reason that we include this flip in the Zen leader, and that's because even our own beingness is something of a paradox. In fact, the great psychologist Carl Jung said paradox is the only thing that comes close to describing reality. But are we physical beings having a spiritual experience or Uh spiritual beings having a physical experience? Are we an ego and also the boundless universe? Are we the whole picture and also ourself and our skin? Yes, 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 yes. yes. It's helping people see that we, we have an andness even in our own who we are. Oh, I love that. An andness in who we are. Wow. Because most of us, you know, we just see the we just see the ego side. Right. That's that's the part we grew up with. As soon as the ego forms, it's all about me. 
And that's where our fears come from. That's where our fears come from because that ego is always feeling separate from life, separate in its skin, and it has a whole hierarchy of needs and some fears that those needs are not going to get met. And that's the condition we take into our everyday life. And that can come out in so many different shapes, forms, and colors, can it? <laughs> Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it, though? Oh. You know, you ask most people, what are you afraid of? And they go, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. You know, they might right. be able to think of one or two things they, they wouldn't like, you know, like a family tragedy or losing their job. But they think generally, you know, most fears we're not conscious of. But you get into a business meeting. And you hear some leader, you know, pounding on the table about being right, that their opinion has to prevail, peel back the onion a little bit. Mm -hmm. And there's usually an insecurity underneath that. I can't be seen as wrong. I might not be smart enough. I might not, you know, if I don't prevail, I might not be able to get resources and my project won't be safe and my job won't be safe and on and on. You always will see a fear lurking under the surface of every sort of boneheaded business yeah. decision or <laughs> anything like that that goes on. Any conflict, any conflict at all, there's always a fear under there. There absolutely is, and that can cause such overwhelm. And then the way we outwardly express that overwhelms others and brings overwhelm into the room. That's right. Yeah, That's right. yeah. And, uh, you know, Ginny, one of the things that, that I talk to my clients about when they're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and wondering how they're going to get it all done is is really about you know tuning into spirituality or into a more um, zen-like practice if you will and they have a difficult time understanding how this practice is actually going to I like to say buy them more time because it does you know you're more focused you're you're calmer you're thinking more clearly and and all of a sudden things actually begin to get done right um, so so what is your take on that how would you express that to people you know habit feeds on itself and the more spun up we get, the more things we put on our to-do list and try to check off, the more that just becomes a habit that feeds on itself. So I would ask my, I do ask my clients, who's in a hurry? Mm-hmm. What, what, and when you run around frantically like a chicken with her head cut <laughs> off or his head cut uh-huh. off, what signal is that sending to everyone else around you? You know, do you want to follow that kind of person? Does that kind of person inspire confidence in you? You know, we, we, we know that kind of signal makes us all nervous. So the um, part of what I help people see is that the self that feels it has to be perpetually in action is itself trying to answer its own fears. Oh, I'm only as good as my last gig. You know, I have to achieve again. I have to show my stuff again. And get to look at that because when you can address the fear... You don't have to feed it like a, like a blind knee-jerk reaction. You can start to have some choice of using, using your tendencies, but don't let them use you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. achieve when you have to. Choose your battles, but don't just be a blind achievement machine because you won't sustain and you won't pick the right battles. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had an interesting conversation the other day with someone about um, what they call the imposter syndrome. 
Yes. And, uh, you know, that's all about the fear and the self lack of, of self-confidence and believing in oneself and recognizing one's achievements. How can your book help someone who finds themselves in that in that belief system? Well, you know, it, it's I, I myself was there at one point in mm-hmm. my life. I got to tell you, I felt like a complete imposter. And how did I get there? I gave it away. I did it to myself. And that is what the book will help people see is how is it, even though we kind of blame it on situations out there, how is it that we give away our own power? How is it that we can get into this place of an imposter case? And in my case, what happened was I, and this was a time in my life when I so wanted to be an astronaut. And so I became very conscious of what everybody thought of me. You know, did I look okay to this person? And would this person accept me? Or was this decision politically correct enough so they would approve of me? That way, day by day, I'm giving away my power because I'm stuck to a self that I'm very self-conscious of and want everyone else to give a certain kind of approval to. Mm. Whenever we're in that state, we're going to get into trouble. Yeah. And so that approval truly needs to come from within, right? Well, that's one way to look at it. You know, the real flip that I would make is our sense of self is it is part of the picture it is not who we are it is Mm -hmm. not the whole picture and if we get stuck to a self or focus on that self that we try to make perfect or acceptable or whatever we're going to get stuck in the fears that the self has what's the alternative the alternative is to center in the moment and serve those around us if we don't focus on, if we don't get stuck to the dot of self, but rather the image in Zen we call it's like a ball on fast-moving waters. We just accord what is going on and look at where we can add our value to it, how we can add the value, what's changing, how we can move with that, and with that agility bring out our gift, that we don't end up focusing on ourselves. We don't end up saying, am I good enough, you know, or what do you think of me? And now what do you think of me? Yeah. Because we're not looking outside in to, to, for self-judgment. We're looking, for working from inside out for adding our value. Can you see how that flips the whole thing yeah. around? Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. I like that perspective. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we have about a minute until our next break. So um, give us uh, one more time, if you will, the websites where we can learn more about you and find your fabulous book, Jenny. Well, thank you. To find more on the book, thezenleader.com. Very simple, thezenleader.com. And then for more on how this works in leadership programs and our work at Focus Leadership, focusleadership.com. Very cool. So stay tuned for our final segment in the show with Dr. Ginny Whitelaw. We're going to go over a few more of her flips in consciousness. And you can certainly learn more about that at thezenleader.com. And don't forget to move on over to Inc. and check out inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco to to transform your marketing content so that you feel authentic in your marketing.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And don't forget to join me tomorrow as well at 12 o'clock Eastern Time over on EFT Radio Online so that you can learn your soul's language and what that would mean to you to transform your life and your understanding of your life purpose. I think it's going to be a really fun show. We're going to do some some EFT tapping to help you through any blocks or limiting beliefs that you may have about moving forward, getting through those fear barriers that from time to time I think just stump us all and keep us kind of stuck in our place. We're going to get you unstuck. So come on over to the Million Dollar Mindset Tapping at EFT Radio Online. And today we are here in our final segment of our show with Dr. Ginny Whitelaw, who is the co-founder of Focus Leadership, as well as the author of The Zen Leader, 10 Ways to Go from Barely Managing to Leading Fearlessly. And you can learn more about that at thezenleader.com. So make sure and do that. So, Ginny, this is just so much fun. Tell us what's next in your 10 flips. Well, we're we, the, the next flips that we take people through is really to go from knowing your strengths 
but not just playing only to those strengths, but being able to strengthen your play, as it were, by understanding four patterns of personality, four energy patterns in the nervous system, and which ones you favor, which is going to show up in any personality test you take, including the mini one that we put in the book, a version of a mini instrument we call the Phoebe, and how you can access any of four energy patterns to bring them out as you need it for your life, your leadership, your business, the people who call you boss, you know, whatever you need, being able to bring that out. And it helps, not, not just as a set of behaviors, but from inside out, how to access that pattern. So, for example, one pattern is the driver, which is a real pushing pattern, and it's pushing inside, but it also pushes on goals and pushes on targets. And that is um, a way to drive results, and there's a time when we need that drive. But contrast that with a a much more expansive pattern, the visionary pattern, which is a sort of peripheral view pattern, a pattern of extension, similar to what we were experiencing earlier of that extension through the backs of the hands and arms. The visionary is much more boundless and connected, a much broader sense of possibility and connecting the dots and imagination surfaces. Both of those patterns have their place, and there's two others as well. And helping leaders know what do I habitually use and when do I need each of these in order to be both have a clear vision of the future, be able to set and drive toward targets, be able to make operational plans and follow them through, and also engage people and get them moving with me. Those are really four key areas where business leaders and entrepreneurs need to be excellent. And even though we all have preferences in our personality, this this flip shows people how to move into any pattern as it serves them best. Well, that's fascinating, and I love that perspective, Jenny, because I, th- I, I believe that, you know, when people take assessment tests um, like Myers-Briggs or any of the other popular ones out there, that they become very married to their personality type almost um, right. to the degree where it's an excuse for behavior. And I think it's important that we all understand that we can move in and out of these different types, if you will. And uh, so this, this process sounds really fascinating to me. Uh It's so important to know that. And as you said, we don't want to use our personality as some kind of a, you know, self-limiting box that we keep our life in. You know, we all have a preference for what hand we write with, but it doesn't mean we don't use our other hand when we need to, right? You know, we do those other things. (laughs) And it's the same with these patterns of personality. So I, I completely agree with you, Marla, being able to know our strengths because they will really help. those are the things we will do habitually and most easily and then also know how to shift into any pattern when it serves us those patterns and those shifts also serve other flips the later flips in the book so for example how do i go from just controlling to connecting uh, maybe at my general way is i like to really get my arms around things and nail things down and have my plans and drive them through that might be my normal temperament a very execution oriented mindset but as anyone knows who's tried to live that way 
the risk of it is we leave people behind, and sometimes those people are our customers, and sometimes they're our employees, you know, sometimes they're partners, and and, uh, how do we really connect with people and influence them when they don't have to listen to us? I mean, it's one of the things you write about in marketing, right? Yeah, absolutely, Um, and I think that's a really important one. Well, they're all important, but it's difficult, you know, especially as a small business owner when this business is is, um, a part of who you are really I mean it does become a part of who you are and to let go of that control to some degree and to connect with um, other personality types other people other ways of doing things and uh, and to to letting go a little bit and that's again where that earlier flip to and thinking helps us because it's not that you'll never need to control again control has its place it's that when you can control and connect as they're appropriate, you can start to find a sort of rhythm in your life of how to make bigger things happen, both through your driving efforts and by the natural way you can connect with the context around you and the people around you to, to put them through. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes us to, you know, that that driving results mentality, of, right. you know, where you're always trying to to drive those results and you're not looking at the big picture. Tell us about that. And that's a key one for leaders, because if leaders can't bring about the future, then what are they doing? You know, if they can't create right. a future, some slice of the future, then what are they doing? Yeah. Um, and yet oftentimes our way of thinking about that is to keep driving towards some kind of a target and drive, drive, drive. What we can miss in that is, as you said, that connection to, first, what goals are worth driving toward, you know, what's really important. And second, um, the broader context in which our work takes place, there's often some real forces that we can harness in making things happen. And, And the model or the thinking that we go through in this flip is to go from just pushing my point of view or my agenda or toward my goal to being able to connect in a broader sense, to sense that context, let the inspiration come to you, and then you know what's worth throwing some goals at. You know, it's to create what we call a driving rhythm, which Mm. is, gee, it's the way we learned how to pump a swing on the playgrounds of our youth, where we learned Mm. that by timing our small moves, we could create big momentum in a relatively easy way by pushing at just the right time or pumping our legs at just the right time, not just sitting on the swing at the bottom and frantically (laughs) waving our arms and legs, but working with the whole context. And it's that same principle applied now to to leadership where by sensing the whole context and out of that inspiration, seeing what goals are worth heading toward, what are the larger forces I can work with, and timing my moves in ways that I can start creating big effects out of the timing of small ones. And, you know, it, as you're, you're saying this, Jenny, it's, I have this image kind of rolling around in my head about how expansive this is and how far-reaching this thought process is and developing yourself as a leader in this way is so important because it has that, uh, I don't necessarily like this term, but it's the one coming to my mind, that trickle-down effect um, where you're teaching people who you're working with and the people that you're you know, encountering on a day-to-day basis how to think in a different manner and how that's going to affect our entire world, if you will. 
Well, you're exactly right. It's both. It works. It works in both ways. That first, the leadership job and the entrepreneur's job is so difficult today because of our pace, because of the pressure, as we were saying at the start mm-hmm. of the program, that that people need to be at a more mature level to do that job well. Right. Right. You know, it's not a job for it's not mm-hmm. a job for people who are you know still stuck in a five year old mindset. Right. Right. Um, the um, and conversely, when leaders do mature and bring out genuine inspiration and wisdom, it creates a better world. Because so many people are going to follow that leader's sense of direction and calm, and there's a quality of fearlessness that comes out when the moves that we're making align with a larger context. Mm-hmm. And when our own self that has those fears gets out of the way. When, it's, when we're not stuck in the self that has them, but we get pulled along on those fast-moving waters to add our best value. That's mm-hmm. what leaders can create, both in their own lives first and then for all those who follow. What a welcoming and, and, and warm reception this creates. You know, uh, just to think about being embraced in a company with a leader at the helm um, who has this mentality and has this understanding and uh, what a great culture that can create. And I, I love it. I love it. We are down to about the last two minutes of, of our show here, Jenny. It's gone so fast. <laughs> it has indeed. It has indeed. Marla, you're just delightful to talk with. Oh, as are you. And I, I wish I could hear about all of the rest. So tell us, you know, just to wrap up here a, a little bit, what, what are some of the thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? What we've been talking about, we can only put into words, but every one of these flips is an experience. It's an experience Mm -hmm. they can have in themselves. And in having that experience, it completely reframes how they lead, how they run their businesses. So each of these flips, they're guided into in, in the book in three simple steps. So they can have that experience, and then every flip is given a very practical application to leadership and to business. Mm-hmm. So how you set your vision, how you, how you can shift your own patterns toward bringing it about, how you can influence people, how you can change challenges to opportunities, how you can manage paradox, those, those and five others become the practical applications of this shift. I think leadership is a great place to do deep training because it's too difficult of a job to be shallow about. And conversely, when leaders mature, they create a better world. And that is a beautiful thing to watch. Oh, that is. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Whitelock. And uh, make sure that you all get out there and pick up a copy of this book, thezenleader.com is where you'll find more information about it. And this has just been a delightful experience for me. So thank you for being here. And uh, we will see you here next week on The Million Dollar Mindset. Please tune in tomorrow at EF. Radio online at 12 o'clock Eastern Time. This is Marla Tabaka wishing you all a fabulous week. Thank you, Dr. Whitelaw.
Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and 